regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I have a whole lot of stuff in store for this evening, which just made me think just now, off the cuff, we can do polls, right? We can. Do people like a lot of stuff crammed into an hour and a half slash two hours, or do they like six, seven, eight topics talked about extensively? We need to ask that. Because I, I get, like, obsessed, and my, my notes look like this. Yeah. I think that's 20, 20 stories. Which it almost looks like hieroglyphics. No, my handwriting has improved since we started doing this. Yeah. Okay. It it looked really bad. Right? Hey, Reverso. I can almost read it now. Okay, so. see, it's somewhat improved. Did did you double check that if the record button? Yeah, we're, we're red today. We need to get a mirror up there so that he can double check that we are recording after the mishap last week. Oh, like the mirror we have so we can see what he's looking at on the computer screen over there? <laughs> <laughs> that one. Hey, listen, just to... to uh, to gloat a little bit because I, I think that someone argued with me that was here whenever the whole Twitter thing with Elon Musk came about and this headline just broke. Elon Musk sends letter on Gateway Planet. Elon Musk sends letter to Twitter terminating $44 billion buyout bid. Twitter to sue to enforce deal. <laughs> we'll see how that works yeah. out. Didn't their stocks fall like 5% after he announced that? I think I saw that today. I just saw the headline on the way over here. Or, once I arrived, I didn't look at it on the way because I was driving. Yeah. I, and I would not do that. Yeah. Okay. I really wouldn't. Okay. They probably did fall 5% though because I, think uh, I, was, I know they jumped at least 5% when he said he was going to buy it. But what a weird guy. I know we're going to be talking about him later. Yes. But and, and man, he, what a weirdo. He is an odd cat. He's a very odd guy. We, yeah, we got a lot of stuff, so we might as well roll into this. Uh, I am your host, Stanley, and you can email us at info at bcblpodcast.com. Find us on the web at bcblpodcast.com and find us on True Social. You don't need Twitter anyway. Whether Elon Musk buys it or not, don't think he will. Blue collar at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. <clears throat> it was down 4.98% today. You're right. We're over here on msn.com, which this is uh, the Associated Press uh, leftist so that there's a little bit of skew to this. Wisconsin Supreme Court disallows absentee ballot drop boxes. Wisconsin's conservative-controlled Supreme Court, irrelevant as conservative-controlled, ruled Friday that absentee ballot drop boxes may be placed only in election offices and that no one other than the voter can return a ballot in person, dealing a defeat to Democrats who said the decision would make it harder to vote in the battleground state. Not make quite it harder to cheat. Exactly. However, the court didn't address whether anyone other than the voter can return his or her own ballot by mail. That means that anyone could still collect multiple multiple ballots for voters and instead of using a drop box, put them in the mail, which they'll absolutely try to do. Which the thing is, if they ruled if if the, the court rules that those were are not to be allowed, then in theory, and I'm not a legal expert, if if you if you couldn't tell, I'm not a legal expert. <laughs> 
But and, and again, I'm I'm also not saying that all oh, the election is going to be undone. Uh, the the election should absolutely be decertified because it was rife with fraud and everybody knows it. So what what happens if it's decertified right now? Like, it's that's anyone's guess. But see, now you have uh, state legislatures going in and saying that, that they're not recognizing it in Arizona and in Texas. They're not recognizing the election, right? Not not that that's going to amount to anything, but it, it's it's more of a um, for optics, you know. At this point. But if that, because the Supreme Court is has committed to take it up some cases in relation to the 2020 election, I, I don't know where it'll go. I, I highly doubt we're going to see anything of any significance as far as undoing anything. That's not going to happen. But as far as setting precedent for 2024, and it's unfortunate because, as Trump says all the time, if somebody robs Tiffany's and gets all the diamonds and you get caught, you don't get to keep the diamonds. And, and that's kind of the case here is that if those were they're they're not legal and they were employed in the fashion that they were during the 2020 election that should undo the results there in my opinion am i biased yes but then but even still i don't see how you can make the argument otherwise and that's why they denoted that it's a conservative controlled court to act as if they're biased you know the, again it's just like everything with the democrats man if things like democracy quote-unquote democracy is great when it goes their way Everything about our entire our entire system is great as long as it goes their way. And that's what they've done the entirety of, of our life is, is manipulate the system to their own gain. When the system can't work, just like how they want to stack the Supreme Court, then they try to undo it. They will attack the, the, the same thing that they use to their own, for their own net gain. When it becomes detrimental to them, they'll try to undo the entirety of it. They're, they're terrible. And... I don't want to get on a side note. We're supposed to be moving fast here. It's yeah. Just, but that that is a good sign, and hopefully more states will follow suit. But they're always going to try to reroute. The main thing is, and Greg, uh, the guy from True the Vote that worked on 2,000 Mules, it's on Truth Social, and he's very, very active on there. So if you're not on there, you should – you can find – there's so much good information on there. Um, Greg Phillips – and that's the main thing that they talk about is pushing your your states to clean the voter rolls. That's that's the one of the main mechanisms they employ to cheat. You got to get those cleaned out. So all these dead people, the dead people that are on there that are still voting. I mean, we saw a multitude of, of people, you know, with the the birth date of uh, like nineteen thirty or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but all these thousands of people had the same exact birth date at the same address in multiple states and they're they're dead voters people that don't live in the state anymore that all has to be flushed out because when they're they've moved away they're voting in this state and you're legally voting for them in this state as well and that's we got to get that cleaned out but that is uh all for that section this next one makes me feel warm and fuzzy Brittany griner never heard of her but she's in the news a lot now you're a sports guy. Did you know who this was? Uh, I mean, I've, I don't follow WNBA, but I've heard of her. Real basketball fans love the WNBA more so than the regular NBA, correct? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so. Was that sarcasm? <clears throat> this is from July 29th, 2020. So it's a little bit old. 2020? Oh, yeah, no. The WNBA, even me, not being into sports, know that the WNBA is, is horrible. Yeah, constantly mocked throughout. Oh, really? I didn't oh, yeah. know. That. It's, it's, they haven't made money in probably 15 or 20 years. Who yeah, no, supports them? The NBA. 
really? all their money from they just China. subsidize it like, yeah. it's just oh, okay. it's just losing proposition yeah so this is from 2020 on outsports.com Brittany Griner says she will protest during the national anthem all season now I had to look up because I was watching an interview with this person and if you couldn't tell she's extremely broad and tall I mean her, she has the physique of a male and so a lot of people were trying to figure out is is she uh, a crossdresser? And they say that sh- that this person is not. But but when you hear her talk, I mean, yeah, bro, really, it's pretty. It's definitely she sounds. She's it's very deep. Wow. So if you can pull up a Brittany Griner interview, we can hear her voice while you're doing that. On W, and again, this is the this is the story from 2020. On WNBA opening night, the Phoenix Mercury and Los Angeles Sparks walked off the court during pregame warmups before the playing of the national anthem as a protest against police brutality. Shortly thereafter, they observed a 26-second moment of silence to call attention to the killing of Breonna Taylor. According to Mercury Center, Brittany Griner, that will not that will not be the last time she engages in such a demonstration. During a teleconference with the media, Griner spoke about leaving the court, and she explained Griner felt that the players' protest ought to go even further. Quote, I honestly feel we should not play the national anthem during our season. I think we should take that much of a stand. While the WNBA still plans to play the song before every game, Griner revealed that she will not be on the court for it. I'm going to protest regardless. I'm not going to be out there for the national anthem. If the league continues to want to play it, that's fine. It will be all season long. I'll not be out there. I feel like more are going to be probably doing the same thing. I can only speak for myself. And so, let's see, as the WNBA's protest has made clear, the Star-Spangled Banner is a symbol for nation, for a nation being confronted with the magnitude of its racist past. It was written by Francis Scott Key, a super-wealthy slave owner who advised ultra-racist pre- oh, President Andrew Jackson and whose brother-in-law was at the Supreme Court Justice who authored the Dred Scott decision. Furthermore, the anthem, anthem's little-known, extremely prob- problematic third verse celebrates lethal violence against slaves. That's actually extremely debatable, and I would contend not true. So Griner and the WNBA were going to choose a song to protest in order to make a stand against institutionalized, institutionalized racism. They couldn't have picked a better choice. Yeah, you, so there was a lot of other things she said about our country and the, the flag and the anthem. Is, is that the interview? Yeah, I'm just trying to get to her voice. Let's see here. It might be a couple of seconds. You know, give us a sense of how this team came in tonight, given the fact that you all have been on the road quite a bit. How important was it to get a W here before going back home? Um, it was it was big. We wanted to get we wanted to get all three, but you know we didn't get it in Connecticut, so we knew we really wanted to get this one tonight. And uh, we came here and got it. And um, I'm so she says she, it's, that says she's a lesbian. So yeah, I'm, I don't oh. know. It doesn't that I mean whatever, dude. We're not here to debate that. We're here to debate this. Next story. What's the date on this? We're on ESPN.com. Within a day or two, oh, the 4th. July 4th. Oh, how fitting. What's that headline? WNBA star Brittany Griner makes direct appeal to President Biden for her freedom. Ask in letter, please do not forget about me. Brittany Griner made a direct appeal to President Joe Biden for her freedom Monday in a letter passed on through her representative's writing. I'm terrified I might be here forever. I realize you are dealing with so much, but please don't forget about me and the other detainees. And again, an excerpt released from the WNBA, WNBA Stars representative said, please do all you can to bring us home. The letter, described as handwritten, also notes her father's military service. On the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. Another excerpt read, 
It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. Is that right? You don't say. Yeah. Oh, so the 4th of July, by the way, that Chris Rock said was racist. It was the White People's Independence Day that I guarantee you she crapped all over. All right. No, so, I mean, how many times do they play the national anthem on July 4th, the one that you just crapped all over? Yeah. And so now you're going to try to implore that and get sympathy from... Which Joe Biden couldn't care less about your patriotism. He doesn't even know what happens on July 4th. No. He's, also, he's worried about some ice cream. Dude, yeah, he's looking for right. a Christmas tree on July 4th. <laughs> She's not an illegal detainee either. She broke the law over there. Yeah, we'll I scroll mean. down and we'll get to those specifics. Because for those that don't know, she's in Russia right now. Yeah. And send them to the gulag for all I care, dude. <laughs> Griner's trial on charges that she tried to smuggle vape cartridges with hashish oil into Russia began Friday. Legal experts and U.S. officials have described the proceedings as a show trial that is certain to end in a conviction and a lengthy sentence. The trial has been described as a negotiating tactic by the Russian government to exchange her in a prisoner swap. Keep her over there. Who are they wanting? Don't know. A representative for Griner said they would not release the entire letter or detail how it got from Griner's jail cell outside... Moscow to the White House. Griner, detained since mid-February, has been able to send and receive notes to friends and family through her Russian attorneys, although all the messages have been monitored by Russian officials. The White House National Security Council confirmed the White House has received Griner's letter. We believe the Russian Federation is wrongfully detaining Brittany Griner. NBC spokesperson Adrian Watson said Monday, President Biden has been clear about the need to see all U.S. nationals who are held Hostage or wrongfully detained abroad released, including Brittany Griner. The U.S. government continues to work aggressively using every available means to bring her home. And who was that rapper, the guy that, that Trump got back from? I can't remember who and where, but. I don't know about that. But, you know, like a couple of days ago after this, she pled guilty to all the charges. So. I think it was Lil Bow Wow, Snoop Dogg's cousin. Are they related? Little Bow Wow, yeah, it's like his nephew. Really? Even I know that. Are you serious? Absolutely. So, hence the nicknames. Yes. Snoop Dogg and Little Bow Wow. Yes. Okay. Little Bow Wow is like 50 now, though, so he's not really little, little anymore. And I think, I, I, I maybe think of it because I think the rapper was Little something. Little Doobie, I, I don't know. Little Doobie? Little Cheeseburger. Who knows? Little Salisbury Steak. What, what are you going to do, you know? Who they want to, who Russia wants to swap for. His name is the Merchant of Death, Victor oh. Bout, who's serving 25 years in the U.S. jail. I've heard yeah. of him. Nah, no deal. Is El, is El Chapo still alive? Yes. Hmm. That not unrelated, just a question. Yeah. Not related. Yeah, they just got one of his kids, too. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. No, nah, that's, that's not a good deal. Now this guy's in there for selling weapons to international terror groups on top of other stuff. Now, Joe Biden would absolutely make that deal. Oh, absolutely. Make it for an ice cream cone. Which, I don't know, that just made me feel good, dude. Crap on the, like, so now, all of a sudden, you said you're patriotic? Nah, dude. Rotten hell. Back on the Gateway Pundit, my favorite site. Joe Biden wired Hunter Biden 100000 and a portion was used to pay for Russian hookers. To the shock of no one. And we're going to get to watch the video of Hunter verbally abusing a hooker. It's going to be great. The Washington Examiner. Obtained ob- text messages. Thank you. That, that's like an alley-oop. No problem. Sports reference. Nailed it. Obtained text messages from Hunter Biden's laptop showing Joe, Biden's un- Joe Biden unwittingly paid up to $30,000 to a Russian escort ring. 
And so this is Joe, um, this will be their back and forth text. How, this is Joe Biden starting. How much do you need now? Sorry, fell asleep. I'm at Chain Bridge Road till 3.30, then catch plane to NYC for environment event, then home. This is on 12-6-2018, by the way, at 12.44 a.m. 75 being wired today. Love. Hunter's reply, love you. Joe Biden. Got Finnegan's rent. Naomi in good shape. Proud of you. Stick with it. Everything else will work out. Love, Dad. Hunter's reply. Sorry, Dad. I had my treatment in the afternoon, and it made me sleep through the night. I need to cover girls' rents, tuitions, alimony, health care, their day-to-day costs, recurring bills, etc., which all work out to be around what you lent me last time. I will get paid half that in five days and make up the other half before Christmas, but it still leaves me short. This treatment plan is cheap comparatively, but Haley now refuses to help, though she owes me a great deal more. Joe Biden's response. Okay, how do you want me to do this? I can pay tuition directly and their housing and give you the rest. I'm going to funeral now, available after one. Let me know when we can talk. Hunter's reply. Yes, that's fine. If you can please direct Mel to make wire today of the remaining for me to be able to transfer to Kathleen, including my treatment here. More than fine, Dad. Obviously, anything you can do is more than deserved and much appreciated. You could say that again. I love you, and I'm sorry, but I promise to pay it back. God, this guy's such a dirtbag. Love you, Dad. Can you have whomever wired 20000 into my account, which covers this detox program now, and then first month at Sober House? <laughs> they have all my info, but it's if it's possible, could you please have someone do it ASAP so I can pay Dr. Chen? Also, at some point, I'd like to discuss what I'm doing. So Regarding bills. Joe's response, what account? Just call me about the bills. Just called Mel. He will get 20 to your account this afternoon. Tomorrow morning at latest, he will contact me when transfer goes through. Thanks, Dad. Hunter Biden sent text messages to a contact, Eva, a person who handles payments to the Russian hookers, complaining that his account was getting hit with red flags because of the Russian email accounts. A 2020 Senate report proves Hunter Biden made payments to hookers overseas. Quote, Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia and other Eastern European countries, and records note that some of these transactions are linked to what appears to be an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. I remember this report. This is Andrew Kerr on Twitter. Hunter sent these texts text saying his bank account was frozen after he tried to make payments to escorts with Russian accounts. And then there's screenshots of them. Keep going. We're going to watch this video. The Washington Examiner reported President Joe Biden apparently unwittingly financed his son's participation in an escort ring tied to Russia records from a copy of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop show. Hunter Biden spent over $30,000 on escorts, many of whom were linked to .ru Russian email addresses and work with an exclusive model agency called Uber GFE, don't look that up, Reverso, during a three-and-a-half-month period before November 18th and March 2019. He managed to do so thanks in part to Joe Biden committing to wiring him a total of $100,000 to help pay his bills from December 2018 to January 2019. In one instance, Joe Biden wired his son $5,000 while he was actively engaged with an Uber GFE escort. In another, texts indicate Hunter Biden convinced his father to wire him $20,000 to finance his stay at a New York City drug rehabilitation program that he never checked into. What's wrong with you, Hunter told the Washington Examiner shortly after the story was published. There is no suggestion in these messages that Joe Biden knew what his son was spending his support payments on. The Washington Examiner obtained video of Hunter Biden in Massachusetts Cottage 
verbally abusing a Russian escort who was upset he was taking too long to pay her for his, for her services. Meanwhile, three hours earlier, Joe Biden sent Hunter five thousand dollars on Cash App to pay for his son's prostitute. <laughs> and there's there's a video like father like son. This this dude is oh there it is. Why would you video this, dude? Sweetheart? Hey. Hey. Are you okay? Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any any way are you hurt? Hey. Is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you have any bruise, anything? Is any, have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever? Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time? Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What? Here. No. I thought you said you wanted water. It's the only water I have. And make no mistake, dude, this degenerate pervert rat sack. You know, so this is part of a prostitution ring. This is sex trafficking. I, it doesn't matter the age of this woman. We don't know what it is, but either way, she's not a sole a sole entity here selling selling sex. She's part of an organized crime organization, most likely selling prostitution illegally inside the United States. But it's a Trump family that's on the hook for Russian collusion. <laughs> this is Russian collusion. <laughs> And, and it's, it's sex trafficking is what it is. There is no idea how long that woman's been in that prostitution ring throughout her life. A lot of times these, these women that are of age were brought up in, in, in this industry when they were abducted from a young age. Yeah. Prepubescent even. So this, do you think that's lost on this pervert and this freaking child-sniffing dad? Dude, you, this guy's the worst of the worst, man. Like how... But that is the smartest guy that Joe Biden knows. Now we are on the postmillennial.com. Revealed Biden sold 1 million barrels of oil from U.S. strategic reserves to Chinese company Hunter Biden invested in. And so if you're wondering how he can just willy-nilly send him 10,000, 20,000, 75,000, according to that, at these different, t- these large increments here in pretty quick succession, and 100,000 on another, paying 10,000 to a hooker, $10,000 to a prostitute, dude. Man, How much sex did you guys have? And, dude, you're, you're the son of the vice president, former vice president at the time. Boy, you can't get laid by regular people. No, but you're such a drugged-out, cracked-out, sex-fiend wacko. You, dude, you recorded that. And so, part of me wonders, did you leave, do you hate your dad so much that you left that laptop in that repair shop on purpose, you douchebag? I never thought about that. But here's the thing, dude. He's Follow- not that smart, though. He's the smartest guy Joe Biden knows, dude. Following Wednesday's news that millions of barrels of oil released from America's strategic petroleum reserves were shipped overseas to China, India, and Europe, 
It has been revealed that nearly 1 million barrels of oil were sent to a Chinese energy company in which President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had a stake as recently as 2015. Last week, that's one of the stories I wanted to cover. Forgot to cross it over this week. There's a voicemail also from the laptop of Joe Biden telling Hunter Biden after a report came out, and I can't remember which paper, that he thinks he's in the clear, on, and they're, they're making reference to a Chinese business deal that was the, you know, the article was accusatory of his business practices, and Oh, no, no, I think everything's good. I think you're in the clear. Yet, you've never talked to him about any of his overseas business dealings. You, dude, these people are the epitome of corrupt and compromised American politicians, dude. They, they exemplify the absolute bottom-of-the-barrel worst of American politics, dude. And, and just humankind. Y'all are the worst scumbags to exist. You, you're, you're awful, just awful. On Wednesday... Reuters, Reuters revealed that more than 5 million barrels of crude oil that were expected to be put into use in the U.S. to bring down skyrocketing prices of the pump were instead sent to European nations, India, as well as China. In April, the Biden administration announced that 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels will be sold to Unipec, the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation, commonly known as Sinopec. This company is wholly owned by the Chinese government, according to the Washington Free Beacon. The sales of these barrels, as well as other, others, as a part of the sales of 30 million barrels in total, quote, will support American consumers in the global economy in response to Vladimir Putin's war of choice against Ukraine, the Department of Energy said in a statement, as well as, quote, address the, um, the pain Americans are feeling at the pump as a result of Putin's price hike and to help lower energy costs. That hasn't happened. Speaking with the Washington Free Beacon... Power of the Future founder Daniel Turner blasted the Biden administration for selling raw materials to the communist Chinese for them to use as they want. We were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump. So right off the bat, they're just lying to the American people, Turner told the Washington Free Beacon. What they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. Turner noted that the decision to sell to Unipec highlights the Biden family's, quote, relationship with China, and it does. In 2015, a private equity firm co-founded by Hunter Biden, Bohai Harvest RST, previously owned a stake in the Cinepec marketing valued at $1.7 million. According to the Washington Free Beacon, Cinepec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. In addition, Unipec has stated that it would purchase no more Russian oil going forward. Once shipments that have arrived in March and due to arrive in April were fulfilled, but it was revealed that in May, the company significantly increased the number of hired tankers to ship key crude from eastern Russia, according to Bloomberg. Speaking with Real Clear Politics, a spokesperson for the Department of Energy defended the final destination of some of the barrels released from the strategic reserves, saying that energy markets are international and that the department couldn't dictate what happens within these markets. Nothing, nothing to see here, dudes. These... It's amazing how it can just keep going on and on and on and nothing happen. It, it, it really is. Dude. I mean, it is. Which, when, when the whole apparatus, especially at the federal level, is set to, to protect you and in complicit and also benefiting themselves, it's, it, it, it's, really, it's really not surprising. But just to assure you that everything is fine, this is not corrupt, we're in good shape, this is par for the course, everything is fine, calm down, no reason to clutch your pearls is, and I, I was going to put this because it's our next segment. So we'll just segue right into the adults are back in charge with the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, with this little tidbit. 
When you look at inflation, when we look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. When you look at inflation, when we look at where we're stronger economically than we've ever been in history. Do you? Does anybody here feel? No. <laughs> okay. No. Well, your dollar goes a lot further now than it did two years ago, right? <laughs> no. No. Oh. A lot further or a lot faster. The good thing is, hit that next story. We're zipping through this. We're getting it done. We're bringing the information to the people. I may not be the best purveyor of this information, but the information itself is good. Purveyor. That is that the right word? That is. That's the right word. That's the perfect word. And this has happened before. You know, Jen Psaki used the queer from TikTok to do like the the PSA about the COVID vaccine, where he was trying to set her appointments and all that, and it, it bombed. Remember this? Yeah, we yeah. covered it. Yeah, we and covered then they it. had the TikTok people there to to give them the propaganda about the Russia Ukraine conflict. So there were, there was yeah. a listener that used to defend the whole Ukraine thing, and they're pretty silent here lately. Really? Yeah, we we had some heated spirited debates about that. I don't know how they feel. We haven't we haven't breached the subject in a while. This is on Breitbart. The White House asking supporters to put clips of Joe Biden on TikTok. That should be really really easy. I mean, first and foremost, I would like. I would put up there if it's not already the my butt's been wiped. I mean that was a instant classic that's going to live on for decades and well it's going to live on in the minds of people like us until we're dead. Like nobody's yeah. going to forget that. We'll be to sitting yell. on the rockers. Yeah. My butt's been wiped. We'll then, probably be sitting there saying, "I wish my butt's been wiped." The White House is sending out pre-edited videos of President Joe Biden. Oh, so that's not even fair. Uh, They're giving you the freaking yeah. videos. This yeah. is some golly. Build. How bad off is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just gets increasingly worse. Just when you think it can get no worse. I mean, again, for crying out loud, the guy's proclaimed, like, to the press pool that his butt's been wiped. It doesn't get any worse than this. And we there's more on, on, on this, him today, and just how senile he is. The White House is sending out pre-edited videos of President Joe Biden and supporters so they can put them on TikTok and other social media accounts, according to a new report. CNN's Edward Isaac Dovier reported the details of a White House call with abortion supporters in reaction to the Supreme Court ruling over Roe v. Wade in June. After the call, the White House sent them a list of talking points and suggestions of Biden's speech clips to share on TikTok, according to the report. The behind-the-scenes details of the clumsy communications efforts by the White House illustrate a growing sense of anger and frustration from activists about Joe Biden's failure to meet the moment on the issue of abortion. The report also notes that Biden tends to berate advisors when he's unhappy with the direction of his presidency or a particular event. He must berate them constantly then. While his veteran advisors are urging him to take the long view on issues affecting his presidency, the White House has repeatedly tried to get around the establishment media by engaging with TikTok stars. Man, in March, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, here we are, Jen Psaki held a briefing on Ukraine with TikTok stars, an exercise that was mocked by NBC's Saturday Night Live not comedy show. They also work with TikTok comedian and a TikTok comedian in August to film a video of a cross-dressing intern working in the White House to promote the coronavirus vaccine. In December, the White House also put Biden in a video with the Jonas Brothers riffing on a off a popular TikTok meme about the president. There's a video of it, but... I don't think we need to watch that. So, like I said, the adults are back in charge. That's why it's filed under this segment. And next up, on the adults are back in charge. And, and the adults are back in charge is, is, is going to have a uh, somber ending today. And that's not a joke. 
Um, so back on the Gateway Pundit here, another uh, Kamal Harris's comments on Roe v. Wade are shockingly stupid. This is a video, so. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it um, because they actually did it. And and here's what they did. They the court actually took a constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. That's shocking. When you think about it, in terms of what that means, in terms of democratic principles, in terms of the ideals upon which we were founded about liberty, about freedom, um, you know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. And, you know, my husband and I are actually talking about it. We have a 23-year-old, and my mother-in-law is in her 80s. Our daughter will not know the rights for the, for the amount of time that my mother-in-law knew these rights, which is the right that, that should be well settled, that a woman should have to make decisions about her own body. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. And yeah, especially the unborn children. You know, sometimes, like, when maybe I listen back to our podcast or the, the sitting here doing this podcast, I don't necessarily ever, like, I don't think I've ever felt that I'm qualified to do this. And then I see the vice president of the United States of America talking that idiotically, like, every week. And I feel super qualified to do this. <laughs> you, so, number one, constitutional, constitutional rights and how we were founded. So, what about your direct assault on one of the, the, the basic, most core foundational principles of not only our country, but the Second Amendment of the Constitution under constant duress and assault? by people like you, brain-dead people like you. This is how stupid you are. Um, because my mother's a woman. My grandmother's a woman. You don't say, hey, by the way, low-hanging fruit, can you define what that is? And, that's, and I said it last week. That's one of the, the positives about, about this, watching them try, try to cope with having promoted the transgender ideology, but then still... Def, still dude, you're, you're talking about women, and you're using women... In context, the, the term woman and women in context with what a biological woman is, but then you can't define it. Because make no mistake, it's not just Katanji Brown that won't, quote unquote, can't and won't define what a woman is. She's no different. If you ask Kamala Harris to define a woman, she will, I guarantee you, she won't do it. Yeah, she won't. Because that, that's, that's their mantra now. That's their thing. You can't undo it. <laughs> it's, it's too late. You guys have already hitched to that wagon. You can't undo it. But now what you were just saying, that's a good point. Why hasn't anybody asked them, why are we just talking about women like that when it comes to abortions? Yeah. Why are y'all just singling out the women? Yeah, because you say that men can menstruate. Yeah. So, and dude, I, 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 honestly, I don't, obviously I have no idea what the hell you're talking about or what that even means. So, because they're saying a biological woman can identify as a man and a biological man can identify as a woman. The biological man that identifies as a woman I, I suppose because you guys 
are so crazy and the lunacy has reached such a high level, you're telling me the biological man that identifies as a woman has a menstrual cycle is what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's. Far be it removed from me to freaking sit here. I I don't, I'm confused here. I need help. Like, if we're supposed to use the vernacular that you prefer, can you? You're going to have to explain this crap to me. So you're telling me a biological man can has some can have a menstrual cycle? No, that and but that and that's science. Okay, all right. My grandmother was a woman. My mom was a woman. Now you don't say. So continuing with the theme of the adults are back in charge, and this is beautiful. And this isn't even the first time this has done that, that. That this guy's done this. This isn't even the second time, third or fourth time that he's done this. So see if you can pick up on what happens here. My wife didn't catch it on the first listen. Check it out. Power. Wait, wait, pause it, pause it. This is Joe Biden talking about. Uh, this is on CBS press announcing reproductive rights action. President Biden. Supreme Court is playing fast and loose with the facts. That's, oh, goodness. That, that hurts my brain. But so, yeah, he's talking about an executive order he's trying to employ on abortion, baby slaughtering. So, and, and notice, Kamala is to his right, our left. And when he, when he gaffs, she's getting better because it doesn't even register on her face when I know she was internally cringing. So, I'm talking too much. Let's just roll it. <laughs> The power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another way of saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. I don't think the court... Started over and watch her face. Because <laughs> before you started over, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it. She's nodding as he completes sentence and words. She's nodding along like you're watching a kid like spell yeah, a word like, at a spelling job. bee. Like good your child, job. yeah, your child's on stage trying to spell, you know, uh, super cali- well, You know the thing. Yeah. Hey, man, you know the thing. Super califragilistic expialidocious. Uh-huh. And so... And each word, each letter, rather, you're nodding your head. Okay, you're getting there. Like you're right towards the end, but not. Oh, you botch it. <laughs> so <laughs> watch, and then and then he he reads the part that he's not supposed to read. End quote. Repeat. You dumb son of a. Bitch. <laughs> you are so dumb, dude. It's well. No wait. I take that back. Well, you are dumb, but it's more senile than anything, dude. This guy's brain is gone. Well, look at him. Just look right oh. there. Look oh, at he's, that. he's just awful looking, dude. He. Play it one more time. The power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without a okay. She cut her eyes over. Hey, rewind it just a little bit because I want to see the dude. I want to see the guy. I want to see what he does. Yeah, right there, right there. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral he, he political or, or maybe precise. Not he was kind of smiling. And Dude, then, they're so pained right now. And the thing is, I love the way he said, repeat the line. He was so confident. Repeat the line. Yeah. His brain is <laughs> done for. He's an absolute, absolute, unequivocal, total, complete disgrace. And he's a fraud in more ways than one. Yeah. Next one is, and this is a great headline. This is on notthebee.com. 
Balloonhead Gavin Newsom makes July 4th ad to convince Floridians to move to California, and a good portion of this is about abortion. And so everything kind of in this segment has been about abortion. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. The Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California. Yeah, that guy. Talk about a sack the Freedom of to live on the streets. Yeah. Scroll down, and I'll use Not the Bees' uh, take on this, because it was pretty good. Yes, remember how Ron DeSantis crushed people's right to make their own health care decisions, shut down churches and businesses, suppressed people's right to free, free speech by prosecuting anyone who didn't believe his ideologies, attacked people's freedom of religion, made everyone in the state wear religious facial coverings, stoked fear, hurt children by letting groomers into schools and encouraged crime while penalizing anyone who pointed out that the Second Amendment is a thing. Oh, wait. Ron DeSantis gave power back to parents, followed the actual science, upheld the Constitution, protected God-given rights, and worked to protect kids both born and pre-born, all while Gavin Newsom was holding fancy maskless parties at expensive restaurants. But notice the freedom to choose. Play, and playing America the Beautiful in the background, like, that's... You scumbag. And all that to say, and the adults are back in charge, I like... Uh, mm. And this is why I said it's not going to be so fun. Uh, if people didn't got emotional about the last time that we did some abortion stuff, um, you're going to hate this. Um, but it's it's totally necessary. I don't know who did this. It's on the what, live. But what is this about? This is an undercover. Uh, un, we'll read the title. Undercover footage from a D.C. abortion clinic facility highlights human rights ab abuses against women and children. And so we'll pause this because there's going to be some things that, sh that they threw up here, um, some signifiers that I'll, I'll, I'll read. So you, you grant, uh, grasp the totality of what actually is happening here. But the, the basic premise of it is they will not let the, the woman talk to the doctor unless they, she takes Xanax. And so one of the things that, that they're saying, you know what, let, let's, let's dissect this through. This is five minutes uh, and so not, not to be a prima donna about it, but I, I don't enjoy these things. I just think that it's necessary. I think that, uh, and, and like I said before, man, I, I'm not a, a professional by any stretch of the imagination. We have zero experience in, in radio or anything like that. Any type of broadcasting, we're, we're doing this on our own accord for free. Just a project that we decided to do, we're doing it. So I, I, I'm not the best at, at, at necessarily conveying this information. Um, I just, I do what we think is necessary and people seem to enjoy it. People keep tuning back in. Thank you for that, by the way. And I, I just felt it was necessary. And I, I feel like if our, you know, one of the, the things that we can do when I've always talked about being able to be influ influential within your sphere is that you can arm yourself up with the facts and information and know when people, because what the left does, they do a really good job at disseminating information to their foot soldiers, impressionable young people that they don't educate, but indoctrinate. So, and by that, I mean, the left, how they've infiltrated the schools, they are not teaching people critical thought process or anything of any substance. They're not telling them how to think and problem solve and come up with their own conclusions and analyze things. They're telling them the answers and telling them what to think. And what they're telling them to think is disgusting. That's why they have to do it. You're convincing young people of things that are wholly unnatural, not scientific, 
I would submit that they're absolutely satanic and they're they're reprehensible and and totally evil. And so that's why they're they're illogical, erratic, emotional, and angry. When you see these videos of these TikTok people and you see debates on abortion at protest, the pro-slaughter people, again, are angry and erratic. So I, I just feel that it's, you know, if we're able to have this platform, this the least we could do for our listeners is, man, if you come in, dude, if you're having one of these debates with a family member or whoever, the counterbalance to irrationality is facts. And the facts and the reality of this situation is, is reprehensible and disgusting and evil and heinous. And I think a lot of the people that are saying this is a woman's right, next Y, and Z, they, they just, they're, un, they're wholly and unequivocally unaware of what transpires inside abortion clinics. Some of them are not. By what Reverso read last week on the statistics in New York, there's, there's thousands just in the state of New York annually Tens of thousands of women that are, that are getting abortions that have had previous abortions. One, two, three, four, and five previous abortions. Yeah, that's crazy. And every time, they're pulling a stunt like this. And here's an address. Washington Surgery Clinic, uh, 2112. Was that would be Front Street Northwest, Suite 400, Washington, D.C. I'm sorry, that's F Street because I forgot they are letters. <clears throat> 2112. F Street, Northwest Suite 400, Washington, D.C., 20037. So that's the clinic this is at. And you'll be hearing the uh, pregnant mother talking with the abortion clinic. Obviously, this woman's not actually getting an abortion. She's an undercover journalist. So, uh, and again, we may, I may let this play in its entirety, then go back. Um, I'd like to try to, I've already obviously sat here for five minutes yakking, but we may may stop it periodically. We'll play it by ear, let it rip. I'm just feeling very self-conscious because I feel like you guys probably don't see a lot of people as far along as I am, except for, for like, medical emergencies. And no, Sorry, sorry, pause. She, it, it, show, it throws up there that she's 28 weeks, okay? 28 weeks pregnant. So her baby is viable. If it was to leave the womb now, again, it, it, premature babies at that... It, so 24, I think it's 24 weeks that's the threshold, what they determine how they're going to handle things. But 28 weeks... A premature baby can, can with decent reasonability, survive in America. I mean, I know that it's... Oh, yeah. Nah, you're fine. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not like the odd one out. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, we see a lot of people as far further than you. Well, you guys seem really busy, but she said it's because of MLK. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about like the the removal process because she said it's not labor no you don't go through labor okay um well i'll tell you what you can ask the doctor that Pause that. Specific- so the the um verbiage that she throws up there that, that they're discussing but to be clarified staff declines to inform woman about procedure until she takes xanax continue please Question, that makes sense. Him? He would know. Yeah, he would know because he's the one doing it. Right. He'd be able to explain. Actually, it that would make me. F- I would feel very. I would be glad to be able to talk to him directly yeah. since he would know. Yeah. She said that. Um, I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. okay. The tissues are there for you. Thank you. She said that. Um, she won't peel anything. No. It, are you it, sure? Yes. 
the fetus is completely comfortable. We do it as humanely as possible. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Um, and uh, that's good to know. Um, will she already be? No, we oh. we don't do the. A lot of people do the. Pause that again, please, and, and back up so I can so I can read that. I was writing. And so she throws up, instead of killing the child via lethal injection, the abortionist cuts the umbilical cord to drain blood from the child. <clears throat> she already be... No, we, oh. we don't do the... A lot of people do the injection through the heart and all that. We don't do that here. Okay, we don't I didn't even here. know... Okay, yeah. so... So she'll be... Well, she'll be alive when you go to sleep, but she will definitely have passed before he does anything. So that's what I was wondering. So, so, I'm sorry. So, for um, once he's actually doing a removal, she's all she's, she's already. It's just remains. Yes, at that point. exactly, exactly. She's already gone. Okay, and then um, the remains are just like incinerated, or yeah. Okay. It goes to medical waste. Okay. Is there just because it's a you know the just the gestational? Um, is there much concern about? Late labor, like bef before we get to Saturday. Um. Well, there is a possibility that you could go into premature labor. It's unlikely. It's not, yeah, it's not likely. It doesn't happen very often. But if it were to happen, don't panic. I'm going to give you a sheet that has our clinic number highlighted. Okay. And anytime, day or night, does not matter. Just give okay. us a call, and we'll tell you what to do next. Okay. Did you have any questions on that? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I just need your initials in the highlighted area. That just says we talked about it. This is the possibility of yeah. this is the possibility of labor, basically. Yeah, spontaneous abortion. I'm sorry. That that means uh, you may go into premature labor and deliver the fetus in your hotel. It's, yeah, it's literally what, what we just what, talked about. Okay, what huh? do you tell me to do when that happens? Um, that depends on you the You guys doctor. come and like he could come and help you take care of it. We could just tell you what to do with the remains. It just depends on, um, yeah, it just I'm depends sure on what happens. I'm not, like, super worried about it, but uh -huh. I just don't imagine a hotel would be psyched. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your last concern. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair point. Yeah, that, that'll be the last people you'll be thinking of if that were to happen. You guys have... Like, this is what you do. You have experience this far along. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, it's not just at, like, 22 or 18 or something. No, no. We okay. specialize in this far along. Okay. So. Pause that. So she's, she's giving her, attempting to give her Xanax. Now, woman must take Xanax to relax her, relax her before permission to speak with the abortionist about the procedure. Continue. What are these? These are the same ones I just gave you in the envelope. Okay. So the two big blue ones are the doxycycline, that's your antibiotic. Okay. The two white ones are the acetaminophen, your pain medicine. And then the two blue ones are the Xanax. Those guys are just going to help relax you. Um, is it okay if I take these after I talk to the doctor? Uh, well, unfortunately, they need to be in your system in order for Before the doctor can to do, do the anything. procedure. Okay. Just because it's going to... But the pain medicine's gonna keep you comfortable. Does Xanax affect like the fetus? No, not the fetus. Uh -huh. Um, just my clarity of thinking. It shouldn't. I mean, you might be a little sleepy, but 
Um, yeah, other than that. I would, I would really, I don't mind if I have to stay longer. I'd really rather talk to him first. Uh, is that not, is that not usually how you guys do it? Yeah, that's unfortunately, because like I said, um, we have to make sure that that's in your system before you talk to the doctor. He's not going to be able to speak with you until he is ready to do it. Okay. And you're actually pants off in the room. Okay. Um. I'm I'm really sorry. Um, mm -hmm. is it okay if I if I step outside to just call my husband for a second? Oh uh, yeah, you just need a minute. Yeah, I I'm I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to make. Okay. I know you're busy. Um, That's okay. I will be. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm just feeling very. And so, just working from the beginning, just the lack of, of any emotion on with this nurse. You know, there, oh, there's tissues right over there. I mean, no attempt to console. And th can anybody here in, in my guess what my opinion is? You know, why I think that. that and at the reversal, actually just touched on it somewhat, but why this might be occurring in this way. They, they want... They want you doped up, so if you change your mind, it's too late. Sure, but the the reason there's no no sympathy or, or anything on, on the part of the nurse, man, this is this is big business. They're making money. Yeah. Number, and and in, at, at certain points, they refer to it as she, the baby, and then other... The fetus. Yeah, they call it a fetus. And... Uh, the, the remains are medical waste. That that's another reason they want you drugged up because they're gonna whisk that f the the intact pieces of that baby. What and there's different ways to to extract it, but mostly it's gonna come out in pieces like we we've, we've heard before. But those pieces are for sale. Those aren't medical waste. They're gonna they they're there to retrieve retrieve those for profit. And, and so then she's going on to talk about so after they I guess cut the umbilical cord and the uh, how, so I was kind of confused about as far as if she's in the hotel room and goes into pre-labor like prior because they, they were about to do this right now, give yeah. her the drugs and cut the umbilical cord now. And I'm assuming she's got to go wait in hotel room as the, blabe, the baby bleeds out. And so then... That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And then they will extract it. And so... And then, the, of course, then you hear the nurse, nurse laughing. <laughs> That's okay. Like, dude, it's just no... It's just... Man, it's just another day at the office and the day of freaking slaughtering human beings and selling their parts. And uh, then she asks, you know, does the Xanax affect my clarity? Oh, no, it'll just make you calm. Dude, I've had Xanax at the dentist office having a 2-3 move before. Yes. Dude, I didn't. I, dude, so they lacerated where my front tooth to extract it. They upped the gums, opened, like, you know, the root piece like a, like a book and pulled the tooth out front. You know, and so I had to pee in the middle of the procedure after after the tooth was removed. I, mean, I got to go to the bathroom, so they helped walk me to the bathroom. Then I went in, and uh, so I, I took a leak, and then looking in the mirror, like I pulled my lip up, and it just looked like grotesque hamburger meat. Couldn't and dude, I was on Xanax, couldn't care less. Like didn't feel nothing, didn't care. Like eh, whatever, you could have stabbed me in the eyeball, wouldn't cared. Like don't think I would have felt it, dude. So the idea that. You, you have clarity of mind, no. And so those painkillers, too, in conjunction, because I'm going to assume that's probably a similar concoction to what I had before that dental procedure. And 
I don't know that if Xanax alone would 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 have done. And your wife has had that that same thing at, yes. at at the dentist. And what they call that is a conscious sedation. Yeah. Because I was I've I've been completely knocked out from my wisdom teeth, and so I was worried. Like I don't like the sound of a conscious sedation. That sounds scary, dude. It was awesome. Like pfft, don't care about nothing. But you, there's no possible way you're of sound mind to make decision. That's by design. So, which big surprise that someone like this would be dishonest and misguiding when they're trying to do what they're trying to do. These are very, very heinous people. And one of the things that, why I kind of put that at the end of that segment is because they're all, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, are you finished dissecting what she said? Oh, no, not necessarily. But if you, did you have something to add? Yeah. Okay. Well, they always say it's not developed. It's not a living organism. It's not a living thing. It's not this. It's not that. When here, they said, no, she will not feel a thing. She will have passed before we start. So the nurse has already acknowledged it's a living being before they start remitting. And she'll be passed before they start Right. But how can you quantify if it can feel anything or not? How do they know that? So it, you're telling me that, that that developing human being that has a face, eyes, ears, no, it, legs, feet, has all of its appendages. It's a human being, because again, twenty-eight weeks they can be they they can live, uh, and so you're telling me it doesn't have nerves. Is, its nervous system isn't developed at all. Okay, that, that's fine. Let me ask you this though: if if you if what happens in a woman's body at the point of conception was to happen, if they discovered that occurrence of that magnitude of something on Mars or on the Moon that the world would stop. It's not life here. It's not life. It's just not a, you know, it's, it's, it's of little consequence and significance here to them. But if they discovered that phenomenon occurring on Mars, the surface of Mars, the world would stop. We found life. Oh my God, stop the presses. Here we go. Like, but here's nothing. And yeah. you're, you people are so full of crap, but it's, it's, it's just, it, it's sick, and like that's the thing, man. Like, obviously, this woman's not actually getting an abortion. She's there to do this undercover, like actual journalism, to show people what this actually entails and how these people really are. These people don't have your best interest in mind. They have their bottom line in mind. There, and, and it's look, man. It's it's door to door vacuum sales, man. Like it's 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 the same thing to them, man. Like it's a bottom line. It's a pyramid scheme to them, dude. You and you tell your friends, and they tell their friends, "Yeah, come kill your baby here, dude. We'll uh, it's uh, we'll keep them comfortable and uh, yeah. here, take this." And that's what she's saying right there. Uh, you guys are very busy today. Yeah, it's an abortion, an, an yeah. abortion mill is all it is, dude. Yeah. A, a baby slaughtering mill. Roll them in like cattle, dude. Yank them out, sell the pieces, dude. Period. And there's tons of buyers, probably all over the world. That's not uh, hearsay. I mean, dude, that, that's, that's been demonstrated. It's been proven. So, But my point being, like I was saying a second ago, is the reason I put that in this segment is because pretty much everything in here, with the exception of the, the economic thing at the beginning, all these, all these people are talking, what they're saying is, is based around the Roe v. Wade being overturned. So they're selling you is of, uh, the, the freedom to choose and cutting your baby's umbilical cord and letting it bleed out inside your body in a hotel room so they can come extract it later and, you know, put it in medical, even if they were putting it in medical waste, portions of it I'm sure do, but not all of it. Yeah, it just seems like something out of a movie. Absolutely. And so, 
Meanwhile, they sell sex, 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 sex. Like, dude, they're sexualizing your kids. The same people that are advocating for this are the ones that are sexualizing kids. So, the, this weekend, people that people worship but really shouldn't. Well, first is... Uh, oh, is this the uh, golden calf? This is Joe. No. Joe Rogan says he won't have Donald Trump on his podcast. I don't want to help him. He's on Breitbart. Joe Rogan doesn't want former President Donald Trump as a guest on his podcast. The Joe Rogan experience saying, I don't want to help him. In a recent interview on the Lex Friedman podcast, Rogan revealed that he has had the opportunity to interview Trump a number of times, but has always turned down the chance. Joe Rogan conceded that Trump has a good chance of winning back the presidency in 2024 because President Joe Biden is essentially senile. Quote, well, he's running against, against a dead man, Rogan said, when, he asked, when asked about Trump's chances. Biden shakes hands with people that aren't even there when he gets off stage. I think he's seeing ghosts. <laughs> I agree with him. He said Biden's recent appearance on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live was an embarrassment. He was just rambling, Rogan said. If he was anyone else, if he was a Republican, if that was Donald Trump doing that, every effing talk show would be screaming for him to be off the air. Joe Rogan then quickly denied that he is backing Trump. By the way, I'm not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. I've had the opportunity to have him on my show more than once. I've said no every time, he said. I don't want to help him, Rogan added. I'm not interested in helping him. Host Lex Friedman said, the night is still young. We'll see. I think you'll have him on. And so I watched the, the entirety of that segment, and he went on to say that, obviously, that, that uh, Donald Trump wouldn't uh, get high or get drunk, and therefore he wouldn't tell the truth because you, basically you can only tell the truth if you're drunk or high. According to Joe Rogan, that's his beliefs. Essentially, like everybody, like people that come on a show usually get messed up. Like, really? That's like that's kind of his shtick. Like that's his thing. I'm not saying that everybody does it, but that's that's popular with him. Like Elon Musk was on there smoking weed. Yeah, I heard about so, that. Um, and other plenty of other people, but um, but the idea that oh he's this completely objective guy that that'll take on all comers and let anybody kind of have this platform and X Y and Z obviously isn't true. Um, I just think it's a, a move myself, like to you, so, and because the Lex Friedman w- was pressing him, like, do you just don't think you could have a regular conversation? No, I don't think I could if he wasn't high, like, and I would have to prepare, you know, talking about the amount of preparation to be able to kind of hard play hardball with Donald Trump, like, and to be honest with you, it seemed to me like Joe Rogan was intimidated at the prospect of having Donald Trump on oh, there. I'm sure he was. So is Rogan high or drunk every time he does a show? Oh, he's high, guaranteed. He's, I think he's high pretty much always. Really? He's admitted to being high calling UFC fights before, which to his credit, I think he's a, a wonderful commentator in the UFC. He does, he does do a good job. He's very knowledgeable. I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that he's an intelligent, you know, intelligent guy, and he can speak well. He's fluent and fluid and all that. But um, as far as, like, complete, unadulterated objectivity, he's not that. Like, people try to sell him as that, and this, I think my opinion is that this proves he's not that. But, and which, one of the things that Joe Rogan had said was – you know, I don't, I don't want to help him. And so, like, Friedman pressed him, like, you think that it would determine whether he wins or not based being on your podcast. And he was talking about being able to, nor- to normalize people, like, humanize people, that he wouldn't want to help humanize Trump in the eyes of his listeners. And, like, that's the thing. If you, if you, ha- if you are objective and you have an objective conversation, that reflects positively on him. Like, it actually shows the bias of Joe Rogan because he doesn't, like, he's partisan. He doesn't want him to win the presidency. And, like, I just, I don't know, man, like, and it, hey, we're free to disagree. Like, obviously, like, dude, he was a Bernie guy. Well, well, number one, he voted for a Democratic Socialist. He supported a Democratic Socialist, uh, n- number one. 
And number two, how is that any different than what the, the mainstream media did and Facebook did with the suppression of the Hunter Biden story? So if you're selectively choosing who you will and will, have, will not have on your show based on their political, political abilities and positioning, and you're going to suppress his speech because of po- politics, how are you any different than what the media did with the Hunter Biden laptop? And maybe that's a stretch, but that's kind of how I see it. And so next in... People that people worship but really shouldn't. <laughs> We're on page6.com. Elon Musk welcome, welcomed twins with top executive just before second child with Grimes was born. Elon Musk quietly welcomed twins with Siobhan Zylas, one of his top executives late last year. A new report from Insider Claims. According to court documents obtained by the outlet, the Tesla mogul expanded his family with an early Zylas in November of 2021. Insider reports that Musk, 51, and Zylas, 36, filed a petition to change the twins' names in order to have their father's last name and contain their mother's last name as part of their middle name. The order was reportedly approved by Austin, Texas judge, an Austin, Texas judge in May, though the children's names remain unknown. Zylus and a rep from us did not immediately respond to page six's request for comment. So, and he actually, I think he tweeted something about he was doing his part to expand the population. Musk's kids with Grimes joined his five other living children. Not that right. Musk explained his approach to fatherhood in a 2020 New York Times interview, admitting that he doesn't play a prominent role in his kids' lives when they're young. Right now, there's not much I can do. Grimes has a much bigger role than me right now, he said of his then partner. When the kids get older, there will be more of a role for me, he elaborated at the time. I think just doing what I've done with my other kids. So he's basically just waiting until his kids get older to have anything to do with them. He's missing the first part of his kids' lives. Yeah, they'll. That's hence the reason one of them is like a tranny, right? Yeah, a crossdresser. Yeah, yeah. So I know dads that have done that, and it's never worked out good. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. As as like everybody is pretty aware, it's best to have both parents in the household. Yeah. Unless you're Elon Musk, he just probably pays for some other dude to come in there and cuckold him. Well, I mean, this, uh, he had twins when he was in a relationship with that other woman. And this, well, see, there was also footage of him uh, in the elevator with the Amber Heard woman. He was sleeping with her, too. Yeah. I mean, this is a great guy. And he pays for his employees to go in other states so they can have abortions. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so there was a listener that I was talking to a while back, this, like, and I told them that, like, oh, I still think he's a neat guy. Okay, I think he's kind of a dirtbag, but no, 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 I think he is a dirtbag. And that was the whole thing, like, oh, he's standing up for free speech? Good. People that have been free speech advocates for decades are still around that are superior to that guy in every way and far better human beings than that guy and aren't pro-baby slaughtering pieces of garbage. I don't... And again, maybe dude will come around. But then again, with behavior like this, and then like being trying to trying to uh, have sex with Amber Heard in an elevator while she's married to that other dirtbag, Captain Sparrow. Yeah, I see that he's going to he's, he's going to reprise his role as uh, Jack Sparrow. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And that what's that groomer company? Disney. Yeah, they're the ones that that, that are over that one, right? Yeah, for yeah. like three hundred thirteen million dollars. Is that all? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. 
Hey, well, I got some late breaking stuff that could have been in our earlier segment, dude, but this is uh, also, imagine that gateway pundit. I got an alert. Biden family values. Hunter Biden blasts stepmom Jill Biden's teaching skills. Call us a vindictive moron and an entitled C word, very bad word, in texts. Hunter Biden called his stepmother Jill Biden a vindictive moron and a selfish, silly, entitled beep in text messages obtained by the son. Hunter blasted Jill Biden's teaching skills and told his uncle James what he said to Jill after she told him to get sober. Quote, and you do know the drunkest I've ever been is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend and you're a SHIT grammar teacher that wouldn't survive one class in an Ivy graduate program, Hunter said in 2018. So go F yourself, Jill. Let's all agree I don't like you any more than you like me. Hunter also told Jill to go <laughs> F yourself. Hunter told his dead brother's widow turned lover Haley, F my stepmother for always being as much of a selfish, silly, entitled blank as you. Yikes. And uh, really, I think that Hunter Biden, actually, I can't even be sarcastic. I'm sure that Hunter Biden is exactly right. I think she's all those things. I think she's a very shallow, vapid Cheap. She's cheap is the best word. She's like a cheap, slutty woman. She just reminds me. She was sleeping with Joe Biden when he was married, if I'm not mistaken. She was his babysitter. So she was Hunter's babysitter, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Fact check me on that. So she's wiped his butt. Well, I think he was a little bit older. So she's wiped his butt. Possibly. Well, if he was drunk, possibly. And maybe that's why she's mad. But I think that Hunter Biden might want to have a conversation with Whoopi Goldberg because... She is one hell of a doctor. Yeah, he's saying she wouldn't survive an hour in Ivy League graduate class, but... So who... Who's right here? I'm going to have to side with Hunter. <laughs> now we're on the New York Post making the cut. Younger men seek vasectomies in the wake of Roe v. Wade ruling. And so there's this... That looks like that dude from TikTok that was uh, part of the Jinsaki program. Russia cannot win this war. It looks like the same guy. I don't remember his name. They're cutting to the chase. Younger men in the Big Apple and across the country are scrambling to book appointments to get vasectomies in the wake of last week's Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Urologists and prospective patients told The Post... Dr. Alex, unpronounceable last name, director of urology at New York Urology Specialist in Midtown, Midtown Manhattan, estimated that calls about vasectomy procedures to his office have soared by more than 500% this week, with many cons consultations booked for July and younger men jumping on the bandwagon. If they're at a point where they don't plan on having children and have been relying on other methods of contraception, that can certainly drive them towards vasectomy, unpronounceable said. Even with the New York officials pledging that abortion will still be legal in the Empire State, not everyone understands that, he said. To someone who might not understand the legal system at a deep level, it sounds like the Supreme Court has banned abortion. DJ Edgerton, 53, who is single and splits his time between Manhattan, Newport, Rhode Island, and Sarasota, Florida, isn't convinced abortion rights are secure in New York and was among those prompted by the Supreme Court decision to call Unpronounceable's office about getting snipped. Edgerton, who founded a design technology firm, said his sisters and two daughters have been busting my balls during the last few years to get a vasectomy in order to avoid unwanted childhood. I'm sorry, unwanted fatherhood. It's a tra If you hadn't scrolled, I wouldn't have made that mistake. It's a tragedy. This right has been taken away from women, and I think the convenience of that as an option no longer being there, especially that I live in Florida half the year, makes it more potent solution makes this a more potent solution. And there you have it. Like, combined with what we talked about last week, I think the convenience of that as an option no longer being there. Yeah. So abortion was a convenient option if you impregnated someone. And so, dude, I, good. 
number one, you'll stop creating morons. So, dude, cut cut your balls all day long. Do what you got to do. I, I love it. Do it more. Good for you. You're idiots anyway. But that's what they want. Like, and speaking of depopulation, um, the Georgia Guidestones thing. If you've seen yeah, this, yeah. Well, so uh, and I've talked about him on here before. He's got a YouTube channel, and I follow him on Truth Social, and he's amazing. Mark Dice has a YouTube video that came out, I think, this morning because people were wanting his take on it. And so he's been covering them since, like, the mid-2000s, like, 2007. He's written a book on them, and he's actually a fairly young guy. Um, but he's well-versed in it, and he has, like, a 10-minute video on the Georgia Guidestones. I could, I would be doing a disservice if I tried to explain and explain it. So check out Mark Dice on the Georgia Guidestones. Beautiful work, as always. And I just want to talk about these idiots. These effeminate morons. Well, actually, if you're if you're getting a vasectomy, you are responsible. It's what you should have been doing in the beginning. If that's how you want to behave, yeah. Can you get a, you can get a vasectomy undone though? Yeah, you can. I know someone that did. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our everyone's most favorite segment that they rave about. Actually, so it is time for this week: an idiot cross-dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. We've got a lot of sex offenders this week. A lot. A lot of them. Whole lot. What'd you say? So a lot of all Democrats. That's why it's called. I know. Democrat nut job wackos. <laughs> the Western Journal: Sex offender convicted in 2006, rediscovered with big hand in far left kids events. Soon will be off the register completely. While the left is, was busy celebrating Pride Month, another case of pedophilia, this time by a Minnesota communist activist, re, was revealed on June 21st. Lucas Allen Deesh, a national director in a kids group, previously committed sexual crimes against children in Wisconsin, the post-millennial reported. The Canadian publication's editor-at-large, Andy No, also an investigative journalist known for covering Antifa, revealed that Deesh was found guilty in 2006 according to the Wisconsin Sex Offender Registry. And there's the tweet. A Minnesota communist activist is revealed to be a sex offender convicted of a child sex crime. Lucas Allen Deesh spent two years in prison and is now a leader of anti-fascist group John Brown Brigade of Mankato, He's also a national director for the Save the Kids group. And there's the guy with the defund the police. Man, that guy's a child molester. I can't believe it. After being charged with the use of computer to facilitate a child sex crime, Deach served two years in prison. He will remain on Wisconsin's sex offender registry until 2030. Deach was also charged with attempting to entice a child for sexual conduct and attempting a second-degree sexual assault of a child, but those charges were dropped in 2006. According to his LinkedIn profile, Deach serves as the National Director of Transformative Justice for Save the Kids from Incarceration. The social justice group says it strives to end the, the school-to-prison pipeline and free all, all incarcerated youth. They want to put them in a different type of pipeline, a sex trafficking one. With a track record like this, how was Deach hired for the job? Why was nobody alerted to his sex offender status? Because they endorsed it, I'm sure. While leftist activists champion LGBT rights and worship at the altar of sexual and gender identity for one month, criminal pedophiles continue to commit their disgusting acts with what seems to be few bringing attention to the problem. Or in Deach's case, he holds a job where he works with kids. 
Furthermore, some parents disregard the safety and well-being of their children by bringing them to, them to drag shows and pride parades. One method that pedophiles use for grooming children is desensitizing them to sexual content. A common example of this exposing minors to pornography and nudity, according to Psychology Today. Other examples include teaching children, sexual education, and using lewd language. All of these things are present at events like those listed above. It's important for parents to know who they're leaving their children with. It's bad enough that kids may be brought to sexually explicit events, but what happens when actual sex offenders are somehow involved in these said events, which is a, I mean, would stand to reason is a high degree of probability in every case. This is why minors should not be exposed to sexual content before an appropriate age. No wonder we keep seeing stories like this. The post-millennial did not report any recent instances of Deja's criminal actions. Next. This is like, dude, we could have got a parlay bet on this. We should start doing that. Washington Free Beacon. Nevada Democrat Senator quietly honors drag queen for working with children. Catherine Cortez Masto presents award to self-described faglicious homo. For hosting Drag Queen Storytime, Nevada Democrat Senator Catherine Cortez Masto quietly honored a drag queen and self-described faglicious homo for his years of work with children at a local library. During a June 26th Drag Queen Storytime event in Reno, Masto's office presented a certificate of commemoration to drag queen Miss Ginger Divine. A Washoe County Library tweet shows Divine, who also goes by Reverend Divine, and whose real name is Christopher Daniels, has performed as a drag queen in Reno area for more than a decade and has read to children at local libraries since at least 2019. In a 2010 blog post, Daniel described himself as a Broadway-loving, project runway-watching, rainbow-scarf-wearing, foot-long, subway-sandwich-eating, faglicious homo. Goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Cortez Mosto has yet to publicly promote her award to Daniels and did not interact with the library's tweet that revealed the honor, suggesting the Democrat is hesitant to weigh in on the controversial drag queen storytime program as she faces a difficult re-election bid against Republican Adam Lazalt. On the same day as the library's event with Daniels, for example, Cortez Mosto accused Republicans of working to end same-sex marriage and pledged to stand with LGBTQ communities. But the senator has refrained from discussing more hot-button culture war issues such as a drag, such as drag queen story hours and critical race and gender theory, even as she was praises far-left activists who say Nevada should be teaching critical race theory in public schools. Lazalt, meanwhile, has called to keep critical race theory out of the state schools and protect students and teachers from indoctrinated bigotry. Cortez Masto did not return a request for comment. Prior to his drag career, Daniels attended the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where he minored in LGBT studies and women's studies and worked for Sex Out Loud, a campus organization that teaches students all about the world of kink, including role-play, kinky toys, and bondage. Are you serious? How can you... Okay, two questions. Okay. One, how can you go to a university and minor in lgbt studies yeah obviously he should have majored in it hang on okay three questions what kind of university is going to have that as a minor or any kind of study the university of wisconsin medicine and then yeah what what kind of university is that is it an online university third question does this idiot have college still have college student loans for going to university and getting a degree. Let's email him. Maybe we can have him on the show. Right? 
Will he talk like a basketball player that's would he, in prison would he be, in if, if, if he called in, would he be allowed on the show? Absolutely. Yeah. And what number should he call? He should call 561-363-6060, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern next Friday, which is we would be what? 7? 15. 15. Actually, he's going to need to do it on Thursday because I want to be here for that one. Okay, 714 then. Or do you not want to be here? Fagless is homo. Give us a buzz. Right? For years, Daniels wrote and managed a... Conf- Confessions of a Drag Queen blog that detailed his experiences as a performer in Reno. In one post, Daniels discussed how he gets so much more action as a drag queen than he does as a guy. In another, Daniels wrote that he almost got into a fight with a 10-year-old at a Reno roller rink and arcade where he said the average individual in the establishment was eight because a band of stupid 10-year-old boys objected to his song request of Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> He's a faglicious homo. And you, He's call- a faglicious homo. That likes footlongs. That's true. What's next? I mean, how messed up mentally do you have to be to put that? Well, look, dude, they they taught him this in college. Well, I mean, obviously he was predisposed to this type of behavior, no telling who molested him before he even took that course. But, dude, that's, I mean, this is what they are. This is what they do. And they permeated our culture in this nonsense. But, again, granted, this this is an extreme minority, like I always say, but they're very vocal and they're, they're, he's the useful pawn, but... The reality is, and, and I said it on here before, and I don't think we really fleshed this out, but I, I don't understand when, like, these suburbanite white mothers, like these legally white-bred people, became subservient to the idea that we you have to glorify these these wackos, these sick reprobates. What What is the infatuation and the obligation to these drag... Like, you, dude, if you, if, oh, if you don't like drag queens, you, you're a bad person. Like, where did this even come from that... Hey, yeah, I've got a good idea. No sense. At a national level, let, and, and how did this form? Because I don't have an answer for this. This is a legit question. Where the hell did this even come from? What created a movement that nationally you're going to let these perverts read to your kids in a library? Why would you not have old people, you know, people that are retired that need something to, to do that, that are genuinely kind-hearted and want to read real stories of substance education, intellect, and intrigue to children. You know, some Mark Twain books, something. That, but this? What the? What is this? You know what I mean? Because not only are you a, a wacko, you're reading wacko materials of these kids. Yeah. We're on the Gateway Pundit. Another children's LGBT drag, LGBTQ drag queen advocate charged with child pornography. One of Pennsylvania's popular drag queens, an LGBTQ plus youth advisor, has been charged with 25 counts of child pornography. He allegedly obtained dozens of photos and videos of nude underage boys performing sex acts. According to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office, Bryce Williams, the drag queen Anastasia Diamond is reported to have downloaded dozens of photos and videos of underage boys performing sex acts between May and December of 2020. Wow. Wait. So this is a... That... (laughs) looks like a piece of coal not a diamond (laughs) dude i'm just saying you could take flight with those tricep wings like that looks more like a man dude uh yeah a fox 43 report said that child pornography showed genitalia and boys performing oral sex and were linked to williams's email address and phone number oh god williams has been celebrated in the state's trend over of over-sexualizing children through public and private venues. He has been a prominent figure in the state's focus on celebrating alternative lifestyles and transgender rights. The Patriot News praised the drag queen last year for being a local activist who spreads pride all year long. 
Williams, who uses both masculine and feminine pronouns, is HIV medical case manager at Keystone Health Center in Chambersburg, but this month will join GLO Harrisburg, a center that offers a safe space for LGBTQ plus youth of color. There, he'll continue HIV AIDS prevention and awareness work while working with LGBTQ plus youth. The outlet reported the Safe Space LGBTQ plus youth program, which opened in November 2019, offers a teen clinic once a week for ages 14 to 21, regardless of gender or sex sexual identity, according to PenLive, the Patriot News. The University of Pennsylvania Medical Center runs the youth center. Its mission to foster inclusive communities and holistic well-being for LGBTQ plus people through social education and cultural engagement. Go back up for a second. So he he's like all these perverts, putting himself in a position where he's exposed to kids and he's looking at child pornography, downloading child pornography, most likely has disseminated child pornography. And we're seeing this recurring theme, and yet people continue to put their children around. And so it's the crazy thing with the left. Like, to them, intellectualism means spitting in the face of actual science and common sense. Everybody with a brain knows this is a bad idea. I was just actually another Mark Dice video there who is covering a study, uh, like the actual science behind how they can tell doing the brain scans and then reading some basic questionnaires if you're left or right. And basically the left's responses are short and instantaneous, which equates to you know, where someone, did I just say right? I meant left if I said right. A leftist is very fast with their answer because they're conditioned for said answer where People that tend to be more conservative or more intuitive and thought, you know, well thought out with a more reasoned, articulate, and longer response, which that's to the surprise of nobody. And so they do this just to, just to spit the face of common sense and common decency is why they would expose their kids to this. And I would, I, I'll tell you this much, like how I always say, if you're a registered Democrat, you should be a registered sex offender. If you are taking your children to this and exposing them to that, you are absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, suspect. Is a parent? I, I don't care. A parent that would subject their children to this is sec- uh, your suspect. Without a hundred percent, what I mean, or is it just me? No, no. There. All right. What's next? We got another one, dude. We're, we are not done with the uh, drag queen cross dressing. Oh, I saw this one. Netflix. <sighs> Back on Breitbart, Netflix's cheer star Biden campaign surrogate Jerry Harris sentenced to 12 years for child pornography. Netflix's cheer star and former Joe Biden presidential campaign surrogate Jerry Harris was sentenced to 12 years in federal prison in his child pornography case. Harris will also be required to register as a sex offender for life and pay a $55,000 fine, according to a report by WIVB4, which added that the former Netflix star is facing eight years of supervised release after his prison term. Harris held an Instagram chat with Joe Biden mere weeks before he became the center of an FBI investigation into sex solicitation. You can watch it there, but we're not going to. In 2020, Harris was arrested on production of child pornography charges after he was accused of soliciting sex from minors and pressuring 14-year-old boys to send him pornographic photos and videos. An affidavit further stated that one of the underage teens reported having one in-person encounter with Harris and that the Netflix, Netflix star solicited oral sex, the minor, in a bathroom at a cheerleading event. In February, the former cheer star pled guilty in a deal to one count of receipt of child pornography and another of traveling with intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct. At the time, 
prosecutors said if the case had gone to trial, their evidence would show that in the summer of 2020, Harris communicated with a minor whom he knew was under the age of 18 via Snapchat, where he repeatedly asked for photos of a sexual nature. As for the second charge, Harris had traveled from Dallas, Texas to Orlando, Florida in May of 2019, intending to engage in sexual conduct with a 15-year-old whom he had asked to meet in a public bathroom. Earlier this year, Harris's defense team told NextStar's WGN that the criminal conduct took place in the context of a competitive cheer community where inappropriately sexualizing and sexually abusing children was far too common and too often overlooked. Say that again. Earlier this year, Harris's defense team told NextStar's WGN that the criminal conduct took place in the context of a competitive cheer community where inappropriately sexualizing and sexually abusing children was far too common and too often overlooked. Who said that before? Do you know anybody that said things like that? Yes, I do. Me. I've said it for years. <clears throat> Jerry was himself exploited, manipulated, and sexually abused as a child within the cheer community in a way that perversely made him believe that his sexual conduct was somehow normal when it was not, the defense team added. Wow, that's worth saying again. Jerry was himself exploited, manipulated, and sexually abused as a child within the cheer community in a way that would... Prov- so, I'm assuming the show Cheer is about cheerleading? I have no idea. I've never seen you it, know? never heard about I it. No either. idea. I don't have Netflix. So, <sighs> Joe Biden's campaign surrogate. Keep that in mind. That, so, you didn't finish that sentence again for the second time, but it says... He was sexually abused as a child within the cheer community in a way that perversely made him believe that his sexual conduct was somehow normal when it was not. So, yeah, so, I mean. But that's it. Keep in mind, that's his defense. So, that's an excuse. I know, but my point being said, he was sexually abused as a child within the cheer community. Supposedly. I mean, maybe slash probably. I, I mean. Yeah. But that's his defense. Yeah, yeah. He could be lying. No way. Look, here's the thing. Biden campaign surrogate. He was a Biden campaign surrogate. Yeah. So we are going to roll this next clip. And this is on NBC. There's Matt Lauer. Wow, where did that guy go? He was part of the uh, Me Too apocalypse thing. Yeah, I just wonder where he went. He was getting his groove on. What is he doing now? I don't know. So look, dude, NBC News, Hillary Clinton, th- this is from 2013. So I've never seen, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen this before. Um, I've heard some of the, obviously, some of these allegations, stuff like that. Pizzagate, they say that that's conspiratorial. We're probably going to get flagged for that, by the way, even just saying Pizzagate. So Pizzagate, Pizzagate, Pizzagate. <laughs> well, the thing is, dude, and I think we, I'm pretty sure we've probably talked about this on here before. I, I, I think that, that some of the things that, that kind of spawned out of that or probably uh, government you know misinformation campaigns personally I, you know the where that had spawned was emails using in Hillary Clinton's emails that that John Podesta and a few others number one that are going to that that dinner party thing with like that that uh, Serbian uh, what do you call it the quote unquote art that did like the blood and weird satanic ritual ritualistic things. But now it's just, oh, it's just dinner art. Okay, sure, whatever. So anyway, but they were using vernaculars that child traffickers use as far as, you know, these pe- these food references. So keep that in mind. Call it what you want. This was on NBC. So, what? and what happened after this? Just like, uh, who, who was the guy? Did we cover the guy that got hung 
that hung himself and then shot himself in the yeah, chest. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he got Arkansas'd. So yeah. maybe uh, some Arkansas occurred and then this just disappeared. But again, this is hey, is NBC liberal? Yes, they are. I meant to ask if they're conservative. Are they conservative? Hell no. Let's see what they had to say in 2013. Washington, some serious allegations this morning facing the State Department. That's right. According to internal State Department memos, the agency might have called off or intervened an investigation into possibly illegal and inappropriate behavior within its ranks, allegedly to protect jobs and avoid scandals. This concerns the time that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. We want to get right to NBC's Chief White House correspondent Chuck Todd with the latest. Chuck, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. You know, there's an old saying in Washington that the cover-up is worse than the crime. But in this case, both parts of it are disturbing. Allegations of prostitution and pedophilia and allegations that those crimes were somehow covered up or not looked into. So the State Department this morning is having to respond to those claims and those investigations uh, of misconduct by State Department officials, including by an ambassador and security agents attached to then-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. And the allegations are that these investigations were whitewashed, quashed altogether, and that those orders came from high up. NBC News has obtained documents related to ongoing investigations into some disturbing allegations involving State Department personnel and at least one ambassador. A State Department memo says the ambassador, quote, routinely ditched his protective security detail in order to solicit sexual favors from both prostitutes and minor children. The memo also says a top State Department official directed department investigators to, quote, cease the investigation into the ambassador's conduct. It's just one of what another document describes as, quote, several examples of undue influence from top state officials. On Monday, a State Department well spokesperson... Pause that. ...not confirms... Look who it is! Old uh -huh. So fetching. She looks like an elf. On a shelf. Get it. Specific investigations. I'm not going to talk about specific cases, but I can say broadly that the notion that we would not vigorously pursue criminal misconduct uh, in a case, uh, in any case, is preposterous. A former investigator for the department's inspector general has complained to Congress and the media that the investigations have not been thorough because of the pressure from those high-level officials. We take every allegation of misconduct seriously and we look into it. It was less than six months ago that another major internal investigation painted Hillary Clinton's State Department in a negative light. That scathing report on the failed diplomatic security procedures in the aftermath of the Benghazi attack. What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened. As we noted, the whistleblower in this case, a member of the Inspector General investigative team at the State Department, she's gone to Congress demanding an investigation, and it's our understanding Congressman Ed Royce, the leading Republican in House Foreign Relations, says he does plan on having an investigation, and no doubt hearings are probably going to come soon as well, Savannah. But Chuck, where are we on this? Is at this point just allegations from one whistleblower? Have they been substantiated in any way? Well, what, here, here's what it is. The, the, the whistleblower says that this report, that the internal investigation having to do with how diplomatic security even investigated these allegations, that's where this scathing report came from. It's how the investigators somehow dropped the investigations, including into this ambassador and onto some other deal, including on, on folks that were part of security detail. So the allegations themselves haven't been fully substantiated by, by us, but this inspector general whistleblower believes that the evidence was clear 
clear, but the problem was the investigation wasn't done in time to find out for sure if this misconduct was happening. Uh, more to come on this for sure. Chuck Todd, thank you very much. More to come on it for not sure. Because people didn't want to sleep with the fish and get concrete shoes. What does that sound like? Whitewash from orders from high up, like maybe wiping a server? Like what? With a rag? Deleting some emails. Yeah. And not only that, there was somebody that had, there, who was accused of ditching the security detail of riding on the Lolita Express to uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. And that man's name was Bill Clinton. That's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true for radio.